Good evening and welcome to the ME7 podcast. Well, it's been a mere week since the Jules got relegated to League Two. Um, does anyone still feel upset? I don't know. Um, I think it's I think it's now starting to sink in that we will be playing in the basement division of the Football League next season. Um, and Harris's uh, Neil Harris's retain list that he released earlier today suggests that he is taking absolutely no prisoners going into the next season. Tonight, I'm joined by David Jenkin and Owen Stanley. Good evening, gents. Um, yeah, we are obviously going to review the season, but um, and we are going to speak about the retain list as well. But um, uh, David, we'll come to you first. Um, uh, just just a quick summary about the retain list. Your, your first little thoughts about it. Um, he, he, he certainly was. He certainly wasn't lying when when he said he was gonna. He was gonna completely clear the clear the door out, wasn't he? No, certainly not. But equally, uh, for me, there is a uh, one or two of those players that are still in contract that I probably would have tried to have got rid of as well. Um, I'm sure we'll touch more on it later. But um, for me, Ben Reeves's injury record speaks for itself, and I think Oli Lee. Unless we play as, as unless we play him as an attacking midfielder, it just doesn't work. Um, I like some of the deals we're offering, um, but yeah, I'm not entirely convinced about all the players we're letting go. But um, you know, you've kind of, I suppose you've got to trust in the process, and there must be something that's given him the inkling to to let these players go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, David mentions there about that there's a, a few players on on that contract list that we, we would have liked to have potentially seen put up for transfer and uh, and things like that. Do you do you feel that could potentially be maybe be the case anyway with a, with a couple in there that Harris has no option but to keep them because they are in contract. Yeah, I think it will be. So I didn't want all of them. Yeah, all of them are under contract. I don't expect all of them to be here by the time we by the time we play our first game. I saw a lot of people were, you know, as soon as it came, I said, like, why are we keeping him? Why are we keeping him? And it's like, just because someone's under contract doesn't mean he's going to be staying at the football club next year. So people need to remember we've been a week since we played our last game like these things don't just happen straight away and there'll be a few of them i think we'll move on i think aimer aimer will probably be one of them um yeah maybe reed as well maybe they i think there's a lot of players in that list other than o'keefe where a lot of people probably wouldn't be that bothered either way other than o'keefe who's i think is the one everyone would really like to say i think Everyone else is probably one in that sort of bracket where some of them you wouldn't mind if they stay, but equally you wouldn't care if they go, and some of them you just rather they would go. But I suppose we'll see in time. Still very early days. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, the purpose of tonight, um, we we we've only we've only got obviously a short amount of time. Um, we're going to review the season that we best possibly can. Um, obviously, it's not not a season. It's going to go down in the history books. I mean, it's, it might go down in the history books for all the wrong reasons, but um, it's it, it's one that obviously we're not going to look back on with fond memories. Obviously, it started well back in well back in August um, with with Steve Evans in charge, um, and 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 obviously with the behind the closed doors um, finish of tenth, and and it looked like that we were really pushing places. We ended up losing Jordan Gray and Connor Ogilvy. Um, and 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 Jack Bonham and some of our best players, David. If you if you cast your mind back to the, that start of the season where we were losing those players, but we obviously had Evans in charge. We'd just come off the back of a really good season. Did, did was you optimistic ahead of the campaign? Um, I wasn't. 
none of my thoughts were towards relegation let's put it as much as that um I knew it was going to be a tough league this year and it was always you know when you look at the teams I mean I suppose everyone says you know when you look at the teams that are in this league but you can't deny that there are some really big teams with some very big financial clout behind them in this league right now um and that's proved to be the case you just have to look in the middle of the table where there's what like a nine ten point gap between the top half of the table and the bottom half of the table it's uh the gap is growing bigger as, as time goes on. Um, I I was a bit more optimistic. I mean, we have just we had just come off of two 10 place finishes in the league. Um, so you know, there was only looking up. But to be honest with you, the news of the embargo wasn't great, and then the news of losing some players, I suppose, were almost inevitable. I mean, we knew that Jordan Graham was probably gonna move on. I think a lot of people over the last few seasons have assumed that Jack Tucker would move on and maybe this year there, there'll be those assumptions again um i just felt like whatever we got in needed to be half decent but with the news of the embargo and, and all of the information in regards to that um there was always something in the back of my mind that said you know this isn't going to be the best season it's certainly not going to be as good as the last two um but i by no means was any of my predictions towards relegation yeah i mean i mean obviously it was the first time um, that Evans built was able to build a squad and, and put a squad together and and things like that. Um, he, he he said constantly in interviews that he wasn't quite happy with the recruitment. The recruitment wasn't right. Um, do you do you feel that um, that hit that was he 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 was solely to blame for putting that squad together, or do you feel that he just wasn't given enough backing or, 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 or what do you think it was? Well, I mean, he had oh, the, sorry. Apparently this year he had the biggest budget we've had in recent years, which again doesn't add up when you consider the year before that he got Jordan Graham in and all these all these other players don't Oliver, Carl Dempsey. Yeah, surely if that was the sort of budget that we had then and we had a better one this year, you'd have to put it onto him because you'd say We've had a, a worse budget last time, but you got better players in. And why are we left with some of the players that we've got now with a worse budget, as he likes to say, or the best budget, which was Scally likes to say, which, you know, I think we, we had this discussion last week about the budget. I think you're never really going to know who was in the right or in the wrong regarding who was lying. Evans lied, did Scally lie? I think, to the point, I think Scally lied just because both uh, Harris and Evans have now said the same things. So that makes my mind up for me. But... I think with all the all the things you could say about Scully, you can't look past the fact that Evans did sign some absolute dross this year. Like, as, as much as we can give him credit for signing the Olivers and Dempsey of this world, some of the players he has brought in across his tenure, not just this season, but seasons gone by, a lot of them really just haven't worked out at all. And it was the same the same way this season, especially with the retainers coming out today, we found out a few more things, didn't we? In fact, we've signed a... Um, <clears throat> Injury prone Ben Reeves on a two year deal is definitely a head scratcher. Um, Max Hame on a two year deal, another one. David Atonda again. It's uh, you know, you, I, I, I do blame Evans to, to an extent because I think we knew that when the season started and you know, transfer deadline day when deals do what they always usually do about eight o'clock when they'll reply to just one person's tweet rather than tweet out themselves and say nothing else happening today. I think we all took a minute to think, hmm. I'm not too sure what we've got left behind there is 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 going to 
put us in particularly good stead. But like David, I didn't think it was a squad that was going to get us relegated. But I suppose that's uh, the beauty of hindsight in the end, isn't it? But I think he, I think the thing with Bevins, we know he's going to get a massive overhaul every season. It doesn't work every time. We're going to see it at Steve Vinich. I'm going to be looking at that from an outsider point of view. So I think there is a lot of blame to go on him, but also Scully with his biggest budget, smallest budget, cardboard box idea. We're never going to know, are we? No, we're not, are we? Um, and, I, and I think, um, yeah, just looking back at the results um, going going through this, I, I mean, the results at the, certainly at the start of the season, um, we beat we beat Doncaster on the nineteenth of October. We then didn't win again until the first of January in the league, which is well. It, it, it culminated in in end obviously us being us being relegated but but during that time we all we all we were all at the games and we all listened to the post match interviews that were coming out of the club and it it was very much steve evans against the rest of the football club wasn't it it was not his fault it was everyone else's but his fault and his hands were tied behind his back did you ever feel david at uh, that point that Evans just wasn't taking any sort of responsibility, what was going on? It was everyone else's fault, bar his. Well, I think you could argue that no one at the club really is is any good at taking responsibility. I mean, in terms of just to touch on what Owen was talking about in terms of the budget, I, I will say that I don't think necessarily either one of them could have been lying because you could have the lowest budget in the league but still have the most you've invested in a period of time. Um, but in terms of what you're saying, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of responsibility he should have taken. He he put the squad together. It was between him and Scally. They've both said that he was the one that put the squad together and Scally signed off on it. I mean, we know that Scally's not a footballing man in particular. So the likelihood of him knowing who he's signing and knowing the prowess of any of these signings would be quite limited as well. Um, as long as the budgets are right, then he's usually not too bothered, is he? Um, you know, the I think the shameful thing really is that Evans can't, like, sure, an embargo is a problem, but he had a chance to walk away. He could have walked away. Um, he chose not to do that. Um, and when you choose not to do that, you then have to take responsibility of what you leave at that club. And he's ultimately been sacked but what whatever recruitment's been done in the summer that's entirely on his head he was the one that had the ability to make those summer signings and we can you know people will use the excuse of, of covid and all that stuff but at that point you know at, at the end of the day you still have complete ownership and responsibility of of building that squad as a manager deciding what players you want, deciding who you want. And sure, some of them would have been a punt on the basis of free transfers. And I do understand that. That's a hallmark of Evans to, to you know, punt and take a punt. He did that in the first year and, and it worked out really well. Um, but it just, and, and I suppose to a certain extent his second year here, but it just hasn't worked out this year. And um, I suppose it's not the only factor that led towards that, but it's certainly a big factor. And I suppose, you know, there's only so much that you that a new manager can do when they come in, um, especially when you've got the same players to work with and it's just purely mentality-based. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, we obviously, Harris mentioned it in his, in his, in his post-match. Um, 
after after the Rotherham game, and he was quite he was quite damning on on the football club in terms of what what had gone on during the season, um, yeah. what had happened. Um, but quite rightly, he, he, he was he was right, wasn't he? Um, in terms of what he was saying, it was he, he felt that the club um, ha, had made huge mistakes during the season, um, that the structure wasn't right. Um, that the re- recruitment wasn't right. It was just kind of a one big mess, wasn't it? And that, um, yeah, it was. It was it accumulated in in ultimately relegation. Is is the m- most frustrating thing that one Paul Scully did not let Evans go to Stevenage at the time, and two, we then took far too long to get Neil Harris through the door. Well, I think with the Evanston, we talked about this last week with Reese, and I think we it's, it's a tough one from Paul Scully's point of view because it's one of them where we don't know, we're never going to know, I'm assuming, what Stevenage offered in terms of compensation for Steve Evans. But then if Scully said no to that because he didn't think the fee was right, then he also went on to say that he thought Evans was leading us down the wrong path and he changed as far back ago as last summer. So if we're having those thoughts... Because then there were results we were getting at the time anyway. Surely you just let him go if you offered anything at that point, and yeah. you're as desperate as you sound like you are to get rid of him. You just let him go, and then we move on. And but no, we we tiptoed over it for a while. I think Evans, you can see after his interview, I think the one was uh, I think it was after Cheltenham in a FA Cup replay or maybe a League Cup game or something like that, when we had a team of just children out, and he was asked about it. He pretended he didn't know, but I think it was quite obvious he did know. And I think it was just one of those where we had, he had to go and things are only getting worse. And then when you're offered compensation, no matter what, it's for a club who have a really low budget, who have the lowest budget in the league, if you like, then surely you just take the money you can get, especially considering we let him go for nothing anyway. And if we let him go for nothing, we're paying off the rest of his contract anyway. So we're not making any money from that point of view. And I think if that had happened, we could have moved on a lot quicker and looked at different options. I think Harris seemingly was an option that was there for a good couple of weeks before we actually did join, which makes the idea of giving Steve Bubble a job even more ridiculous, even on an interim basis. I mean, it didn't get any better. It got a hell of a lot worse. I still stand by that if we had beaten Burton Albion um, in his first game, that he would have stayed to the end of the season. I think Scully was looking for any excuse just to give him the job permanently because it's the easy and quick solution. But... Unfortunately for him, we lost that game just like we lost many others before that, and it was down to Neil Harris. And in the time he had left to get us to the last day and just let us go down on goal difference, did a very good job. But ultimately, there's a lot of games that have cost us throughout the season where we've, it comes down to the squad that we've been left with, and it's not potent enough. But if we hadn't have had Neil Harris and we kept Steve Evans or we had Steve Lovell, we would have been long gone. We would have gone a long time before Crew did and they were the first ones to go. So I suppose it's, it's all easy things to say in hindsight. I think even Harris has said it himself. If he was here just a day earlier in the transfer window, which is another big period which we faffed around in, then things could have been a lot different. I mean, if you... Getting him in on transfer deadline day is exciting as it is for the fans because people want things to happen. Like, doesn't half sum up a bit of a calamity that we were at that stage. He's like, here's a new manager, but he's not going to be able to do much because we're going to bring him in a few hours before the window closes. But there you go. He did a great job to get where he is, and is the only reason I really have any optimism for next year. But yeah, Evan. Yeah, okay. Um, David, I'm going to put a question to you now. Then um, 
in terms of the appointment of Neil Harris. Um, Owen mentioned about had had we beaten Burton, it might have been a case that Steve Lovell got us to the end of the season. Um, and then I, I think we had that happened quite rightly, Owen, I don't think it might have ended up going to the last day. What my question is, does Scully take any sort of credit in terms of appointing Neil Harris instead of just leave it because he quite he, he quite could have easily just left it to Steve Lovell and he could he could have easily just let us let us go let us let us go without fight and then obviously would be going into league 2 now without Neil Harris does and then then it would just all be heaps of trouble um does 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 he take any credit for it I mean, he'll certainly try, won't he? Um, he'll certainly try and take whatever credit he can. Um, I think to a certain degree, you've got to give the man his props. He he made a decision at a time that, you know, arguably he should have made that decision much earlier. He should have made the decision to sack um, Steve. Well, in fact, I don't think Steve Lovell ever should have come in. I completely agree with that. Um, but I, I think Steve Evans should have gone sooner. I think the way things were going, the, the culture of the club and, and things that were happening just weren't right. Um, I mean, Scally will try and take credit for a lot of different things, won't he? I mean, um, especially like, I mean, a little bit of breaking news, but he's just released a letter yeah. um, about yeah. the fact that they're freezing prices for season tickets. Now, you know, for me, that's quite astonishing that you're free, like you're, you're claiming it's a freeze, but it's this, it's a league below. Like people are playing in a league below. Um there are teams that are still in League One that have much less season ticket presses than us. But alas, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah, I, I just think that he'll for for the most part, he'll he'll take whatever credit he can. And and there is a certain there is a certain amount to be said about the fact that he probably does deserve some credit for the changes. But I would still make the argument that similar to Owen, really, that he should have and could have made that change sooner. Um, and that would have probably been more beneficial and, and maybe we, we would find ourselves not in League Two this year. Yeah, I mean, like you've just said, the chairman has just released um, the the letter. Um, it Obviously, it, it states that the past 10 days have been painful to, to us all that care about the football club. Um, obviously, main, trying to maintain League One status. Um, it went down to the, the last day. He's thanked Neil Harris um, for it. Um, and, and he feels that we're going to go from strength to strength under a very good um, manager and coaching team. Um, and and basically says he he wants to look forward, not backwards. And and like David's just mentioned, um, he, he, he wants to freeze the current prices, which for an adult, it's correct from wrong, three hundred pounds early bird price. Depends um, what stand you're in, doesn't it? Because if you're the Medway stand, it's about four, four hundred, four fifty. So, and, and and for me, do do we do? Uh, and this is this is another element of the football club, isn't it? That needs needs to improve because you, because you look at Bradford, who are uh, an extremely enormous football club at, at League Two level, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I think they are charging anywhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred pounds for for an adult season ticket, and and maybe even less for maybe even less for for other people, but they, I think, at home games they're getting twenty thousand plus people at their at their stadium. Which, granted, obviously they've got a bigger, bigger ground than us. But the point I'm trying to make is that they deliberately lowered those costs to then get a full house into their stadium. Now, are we missing a trick there, Owen? In terms of yeah, great, he's he's freeze the prices, whatever whatever league we're in. But could could it be that well, why not lower it? 
and try and get more people through the gate instead to support the team. Well, we've missed missing the trick in that sort of sense for years now. Where it's all just says what you need to know. Really, it takes a relegation battle for us to put some promotion into trying to get no pun intended into trying to get some uh, some fans to uh, to come to the um, come to the games. I think when you've got two home games left and they're both deciding what they've got to be in, that's when he's promoting sell tickets up. We're the only football club in Kent that are in the football league. And they might be saying that soon because Maystone have got promoted again, haven't they? But the point being, like, you should be doing a lot more than this in general throughout all the past years. Like, we haven't got any competition in terms of EFL clubs. Any competition we've got locally is like you'll probably get the old Gillingham fan who went to the games against Fleetwood and, you know, uh, Rotherham, who are probably, you know, deep down, probably more Arsenal, West Ham, Chelsea, that sort of thing. That's the sort of people we've got to aim at and say, you might support those teams, but this is right on your doorstep, and there's a reason to come and watch this because we have the good prices that match what we want to deliver. Obviously, the two performances they said weren't really the best selling point, but regarded, <laughs> and never mind that. The point being is that you know when you when you are the only football league club in your county and you have such a great selling point that there's we're not a small county by any stretch, and there's a whole lot of potential there. A lot of ex players say this. A lot of People you speak to who don't even support Gillingham, who support other teams, they might support Millwall or Charlton, they'll say the same and they'll understand from an outside point of view what it's like when you're not making the most of all the potential you have. And to not lower the season ticket prices when we've just gone down a division, I just don't really understand, especially when you're trying to make out like freezing the prices is some sort of wonderful offer we should all appreciate. Like, not that if you put it down statistically, we paid three hundred pounds or something last year, moving four hundred depending on the stand to see our team score thirteen goals and ten from open play, and you're acting like giving us the same price next year in a lower division. It's some sort of discount. I don't understand it at all. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. If you if you've been relegated from a division, surely you cut the prices. If anything, by way of apology. Just say like, look, last season wasn't what we wanted it to do. We want to keep you, keep your ear, keep your support. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, lower the season ticket prices by I, I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty percent, whatever, depending on the stand. And that's how you'll get more people in. And that can be <clears throat> an offer you bring into new customers who might not have been a season ticket holder before. But what you do by keeping it the same when we've gone down a division is you're not selling the idea to anyone new. If anything, you're Giving that idea to people who are already existing season ticket holders, thinking, "Well, I want to pay that same price again. I think I'll just go to Epsilon or something instead next season." No thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at how the Kent sides have have certainly done. Um, obviously, Maester winning the National League South and and, and Epsilon in in the playoffs currently, and and how well Bromley are doing as well. And I Dartford. Mean, and, and yeah, and Dartford. Um, and, and 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 that's the thing, isn't it? Is that when when clubs around you in the county you're doing well and starting to do new things and try new things and it, it, it yeah i mean i know, i know loads of jewel fans that have that have ended up just just leaving and going to chat town because what chatham are doing at the moment they, i mean they're getting a thousand plus at home at step seven because they, they've shown they care about their fans and supporters so yeah it's it's, it's amazing that um, our, our chairman tries to put a spin on things um, in a way that he thinks we're not going to read through 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 that. Um, anyway, let's let's um, let's actually get to the retain list. Then we've we've not we've not got long. Um, the the 
let me just read through. Obviously, the, the following players are under contract. If anyone has missed this watching tonight, the following players are under contract are Max Aimer, Ollie Lee, Alex McDonald, Stuart O'Keefe, Ben Reeves, David Totonda, and Henry Woods. The players then being released are Mustafa Carriol, Aaron Chapman, Ryan Jackson, Harvey Lintot, Danny Lloyd, Christian Magoma, but Dane Oliver, Gerald Sithole, and Ben Thompson. The players offered new deals are Bailey Akehurst, Josh Chambers, Robbie McKenzie, and Jack Tucker. David, I will come to you first. Any surprises in there? Um, yes. Uh, I think the release of Aaron Chapman is probably a bit of a surprise to me, um, given how he's played for us. Um, I think I'm not I'm not overly surprised by the release of Ben Thompson or Vidane Oliver because I think Vidane sort of, you know. He was. He's been a wonderful servant to our club, but I think you know it's it's the right time for him to kind of move back home to be with his new newborn and with his family. And I think Ben Thompson is way too good for for the level we're about to go in. Um, Carriol is very injury prone. I would I would like to have given maybe Lintot a little bit more time. You know, being a first year pro, um, but obviously he must be way off for, for Harris if he feels like he's not gonna. Uh, make a dent in the team and I suppose otherwise you're if you're just going to sit on the bench constantly you're just taking a place away from an, a, a different player we could bring in um I'm a bit surprised as we've mentioned uh with with Ben Reeves and his retention based on his injury record David Tutondo I don't mind so much because there's been glimpses that there's a very good player in there um I just think it's going to take a bit more time and maybe in the right system he he works Henry Woods, he's obviously been where well, he spent a lot of time at Margate and some other clubs on loan. So I'm not overly sure about that one either. But um, I suppose that's probably just down to contract stuff. I mean, as Owen alluded to earlier, Aimer, hopefully, you know, he sort of probably should be looking on the way out. Um, I, I don't think he's, he could probably do a very good job at League Two level. I just don't think, based on the cultural. Harris is trying to build that he for me fits into that um and I think it's all well and good trying to offer Robbie McKenzie a new deal but I think you know that for me there's some injury questions there too um and Tucker my assumption of that would be that he's probably going elsewhere but then I've said that for the last three years so what what do I know for yeah Owen um yeah just yeah just get yeah give us give us give us your thoughts on on the retain list I think it's pretty solid, to be honest. I think there's a lot of people who probably overreact because they don't really know what in contract or out of contract really means. But I think, I think in general, I don't think there's a lot that you can really be too complacent about. I think Chapman and Thompson, I think it's probably more a case of they probably told Neil Harris that they're not going to re-sign. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a thing with Thompson where he signed, where he said, if we don't manage to stay up, then I'll be on my way. And Neil Harris probably agreed to that. I think Chapman's going to get League One offers, so that makes sense. Uh, I feel a bit, I feel quite bad for Danny Lloyd. I think it's uh, from having such a positive impact in that first game with the Harris and having that horrible injury, which sort of just curtailed everything for him. I think it, it's, it's an unfortunate one for him, but at the same time, he's not going to be back until September, late August, maybe earliest. I think if you're in a team that want to go straight back up, we can't really afford to be having passengers, if you like, who you're unsure on their fitness levels, which is also why I think we might see Ben Reeves also go just because he's under contract, as, as again, the set at the top of the show, doesn't mean they're going to be in next year. I think he might be one of those. Um, Mackenzie is, he he does pick up an injury a lot, picked up a lot more towards the back end of this season than he had done in a long time before that. But 
I suppose it's one of those where I think with his injuries, where we were having such a small squad towards the end of the season, players were having to play more games than they needed to. It might be a case of now the season's over and he can get a full pre-season behind him. It sort of just might have been a period of all these injuries coming into one at a bad time that he can get rid of. But yeah, I think I think the standout name's obviously Vidane, but we knew that already. Um, I don't know, maybe a bit surprised about Sitol as well. I thought he might have been given a, a bit more time, but apparently not. Um, Harvey Linton as well. The last thing I said to him when I saw him was it's going to be a big year for him next year, so I can only apologise to him. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anything particularly groundbreaking on it. I think most of it was to be expected. I think it would have been a bit different reaction if it said we had offered Ben Thompson and Owen Chapman a deal deal, but I think there might have been conversation behind the scenes, I'd say, where they've made their intentions clear that they're not going to re-sign, much like Oliver as well, but yeah, I think other than that, there's, there's not really anything that really catches my eye. Okay, for new was going to stay, which is good. Alex McDonald, I think, might be another one who's going to go because of his injury. But unless we want to keep him as a backroom staff, which, you know, he's got that on his CV now, thanks to Level. So it's another job for him to do, I suppose. But yeah, Jim, yeah. I don't think there's many qualms about it. Okay, cool. Okay, um, yeah, that's a that's a nice way to, to, to round it off tonight. Um, David, I mean, thank you for joining me. We're going to take a break now in terms of Monday nights. Um, We are going to be taking a break until the 13th of June. So it's around about four weeks. We're not going to be doing the Monday nights until the summer when I'm sure we'll hear about transfers and things like that. We will be bringing you, though, all of the guests that we've got lined up. Obviously, we've announced on our socials that we've got promotion winning defender Gary Richards coming onto the show in around about a week's time and the full podcast will be available on all our social media platforms for now have a great summer and we will see you in league two as um as we enjoy and jump on board the neil harris league two promotion train good night <laughs>